Greetings, Sci-Fi Universe. Owen Cotter here. Join me, your host, as we discuss all things geek chic and out of this world on Sci-Fiction Radio, your galactic transmission portal to all things science fiction and beyond. Today we have a, a guest called Houston Huddleston. He's actually... Uh, Restoring, believe it or not, the Enterprise D bridge that was um, in the famous TV show Star Trek The Next Generation for all of you who are fans of that show. Houston will be on the air here shortly, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys the show. I, I sure did enjoy Star Trek when it was on the air. And this is a fantastic project he's uh, taking um, underway, and uh, we'll have him on here shortly. Houston, are you there? Sure am. How are you doing, man? Pretty decent. Pretty good stuff. Well, welcome to the show. Everybody, Houston Thanks. is uh, undertaking a project where he's going to be restoring the Enterprise D bridge. Tell us a little bit about that project and how it got started, Houston. Well, <clears throat> I rescued this thing out of total fluke. Uh, I had heard from somebody who worked at Paramount that it was had been sitting outside for five years and that it was going to be thrown out the very next week. And I kind of panicked, and I knew that I had to do something, and that uh, I didn't know what to do with it, but I knew that uh, this was a piece of history. And so it just kind of, it was a total leap of faith, and it was crazy. But then I went to the Vegas convention last year, and I met uh, Ronald D. Moore, and I met uh, Brent Spiner and some others, and they all said, look, you know, if you do this, um, I'm behind you and, you know, I'll help you and this and that. And that's kind of how it began. And from there, we are restoring it and turning it into an interactive museum piece. And it uh, looks like we're going to be in San Diego next year. And after that, we will, we're planning for this to be a permanent museum and to be yeah, much more massive than uh, just the bridge. So that's that's kind of how it began. Wow, that's amazing! That's amazing stuff. Now you're you're not going to be restoring it like the original where where it was originally. You're going to be doing like you said interactive. How how is that going to work into the uh, the bridge for like you know what exactly you're going to be doing with that? Well, <clears throat> on the TV show as well as the Vegas show, uh, mm-hmm. the experience and ours. By the way, I want to tell you the original set was blown up in the movie Generation. So the one right. that we have was made as a display bridge in the late 90s at the same time that the Vegas one was made. But ours mm-hmm. was made much more durably, and it was made out of fiberglass and metal and, you know, all that. So it's wow. it's made to be touched, in other words. It's, you right. know, it's not, it's not something that should be put behind glass. It's, that's, you know, not what this is made for, so thank God. Um... And we're going to replace all of the computers that were originally plexiglass backlit with film on the front or the back uh, with real uh, touchscreen computers. I mean, the technology has been created based upon the show, so we're kind of (laughs) going back. You know, it's like full circle. Um, And we're going to – the bridge will eventually be like a – like a like the Kobayashi Maru. I mean, it will be a simulation, and you'll be able to sit in those chairs and work the computers and 
play on the bridge. I mean, literally fly to a different planet, you know, or, um, you know, in, in imagination, but still it's a simulation. And the other most exciting part of that is not just the video game aspect, but also an entire classroom of kids can sit aboard the bridge of the Enterprise at the different stations. There's like, I think, 11 altogether. And they can uh, they can learn about uh, space and science and how to fly a ship and the, it really you know endless possibilities. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. You also you, uh, some of these guys you've talked with, you've got a whole some of the blueprints, I believe. And are you going to in saying that are you going to be building some of the other rooms that were on the bridge or the section of the bridge module? Or we would like to. We would. Uh, I mean, the ready room is a given. Uh, turbo right. lift is a given. We would like to do the corridors as well as uh, captain's quarters and an interactive medical bay and an interactive engineering room, which would be super, super cool. Yeah. And we'd also, you know, like to do an original series bridge as well. Uh, some of us had joked that you could, because everybody said, oh, we want a, a um, uh, the uh, the holographic suite and this and that. And I said. Well, holograms aren't exactly up and running yet, you know. We can't exactly that the technology isn't there yet, obviously. So, what would be funny is if uh you uh say I want the Enterprise uh not bloody A B C or D and then the doors would open and it would be the original series bridge. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. So yeah, we're we're still on the planning stage. We don't have a whole lot of money yet, but we're uh, putting together a proposal that will hopefully interest bigger, uh, richer companies to invest and to sponsor us, and then we can uh, go back to CBS. And CBS has been totally supportive of this, by the way, because um, CBS owns the rights now with Paramount. Right. And then we can go back to CBS and say, hey, you know, we got the money, we got this, we got all these people behind us. This is what we want to do as a next step. And, you know, they, money does talk, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it sure does, it sure does. But uh, you also you also have some ideas for opening it up to, like, charity foundations? Is that what I'm understanding? Oh, yeah, definitely. Gene... Uh, Roddenberry was totally involved with Make-A-Wish Foundation. And right. I, I didn't know that at the time. I just automatically thought Make-A-Wish Foundation and Habitat for Humanity because uh, Robert Picardo's um, a, uh, I think, a board member of Habitat. And so I knew wow. about those two. Those two things were big on my list as far as supporting you know, those charities and raising money. I just wish we had a bridge right now that we could actually <laughs> raise money for them. Uh, right now, we're still trying to raise money for us to even get it done. Um, now, your operational no. like money, like how much have you raised so far, and how much are you looking to raise, like in total? Well, uh, from fans, we raised about eighty-four thousand dollars, and that's from fans alone, and that blew my wow. mind. That's amazing. Um, I was totally naive in how it worked and all that stuff, but we we got that off of Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and that has paid for a lot of the really expensive things we have to do, like uh, the legal fees, the 
just you know as well as the uh the stuff that people aren't donating that we have to actually pay for but you know this restoring this bridge is a lot of money i mean it's it's a lot more than that we're basically doing a million dollar project for a shoestring or less than a shoestring um and the next step isn't to ask fans for money. I detest that. I, I really right. people, you know, in, in this economy, I don't have any oh, money. Yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> I, it's time for the corporations to pitch in. And, yeah, totally. I totally agree with you on that. No, I totally agree with you. And I, they've got everything to gain from this. You know, right? It's uh, it's you know, this is something that will give them publicity. We've gotten a ton of publicity, and it will get the fans on whatever company side to to see right. this and to do this. Uh, and Microsoft really and, I think Microsoft and Apple have, you know, they've made their career off of ripping off Star Trek. So, you know, it's time for <laughs> them to give back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the truth, man. And yeah, they've got the touch... Now, now, going back to the touchscreen interfaces, would, you wouldn't be using Apple or Microsoft. Would you be using something custom or... Well, if Microsoft or Apple uh, gave us money to do it, hell yes, we right. do. Right. <laughs> you know, I, um, you know, we'll become uh, total whores in that respect if, if someone gave <laughs> us millions of dollars to do it. Yeah, of course, heck yeah. Um, but you know, the uh, I, I I'm open. You know, and I and everyone I'm working right. with is totally open uh, as long as it works and as long as it's the right size. And as long as they're willing to make it the way it should be made, like I, uh, Brian Wiega uh, and I had a conversation early on that if like if Coca-Cola sponsored us, uh, you wouldn't suddenly drive to, I mean, fly to the uh, go warp speed to the 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 Coke cluster, and you'd see this giant Coke can, you know, in, in the star system or something <laughs> pokey, horrible. You know, the uh, fans would want to kill us. <laughs> Right, right. So it would have to be something that was outside of the bridge, like a sign that said sponsored by so-and-so, like you used to see at Disneyland. Um, so that's right. the only way that would work. But, you know, again, I we're not closing the doors to anything right now. We're totally open to whatever works. Right, right. And and you're also uh, going to hold events there, like you, you said something uh, right on the website about holding like science for kids, kind of like, like kind of like NASA space camp. And how would that work? And would the computers, I guess, would be hooked up to the uh, the bridge where you could showcase like different information? Or? Yeah, well, there. If we do the uh, the San Diego thing next year, it would right. be the simplistic end of things. It would be basically two different uh, types of things. It would be the, the the standard one where just anybody could get in there and they don't have to be super brilliant, intelligent, scientific to do it, and they don't even have to be super fans. They could just come in and sit in the bridge, take pictures, push the buttons, beep, 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 you know, and that's it. <laughs> and then there would be a a more advanced level which would be the people, say, the classroom of kids thing. And right. the the different people would be chosen, and it would be very instinctive computers in that when you, uh, when, say, the science one station, uh, it's, oh, you've suddenly got to look for reading a so-and-so, 
and then something would blink on their computer and they'd have to touch that button and go, you know, that sort of thing. It would it would be very easy for them to follow. But our ultimate right. goal for this is for there to be the master class, the space camp end of things. That would be like an hour-long uh, program where you'd have separate computers outside of the bridge to learn each station and to learn mm-hmm. how it works and to learn whichever station you would want to be, whether it's environmental, engineering, con, ops, whatever. And that would be a bit trickier. That would be for the uber geek. You know, that would be for somebody who actually either is a diehard Trekkie trekker or if it's somebody who uh, actually wants to be an astronaut someday and work at NASA. And that that's where it would be a that would be something that eventually as you you'd have a ca- a camera that you'd swipe i mean that camera ca- a card that you would swipe and it would keep progress on you uh as that uh, as you progressed the your program would progress now that's something we're still working out and talking about and that's going to be a couple of year thing to do um because it just it's so complex it's even beyond my comprehension on how that works, but I do know it can work. Um, right. So yeah, those you know, all these things are possible, and it can all be educational, and it, and it can all be really fun, and uh, it can be for different levels of. I, I'd probably be on the lowest level to be honest, because I, <laughs> I, I am so <laughs> not scientific at all. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that would. Um, I I don't mind. Saying you know, saying that because it's uh, I'd be the huh what you know, and the original L cars was really complex, uh, mm-hmm. so we've got to figure out a medium, a happy medium that still looks like L cars, but is a lot more instinctive for people and a lot more understandable to what as what we know as touchscreen computers now. Right. And, and you have a, the Akuda, uh, Michael Akuda's on that. Isn't he helping you with some of that right now? Or? Michael Akuda, yes, he's great. Um, I've, uh, I know Michael. I know Denise. Um, right now, they're just so busy with their, um, you know, they're doing all the Blu-rays right now. Right, right. And so, uh, exactly. It's. Uh, I only. I try not to bug him. You know, I try to only ask right. him very specific things. Um, the most recent thing that I asked him, as well as all of our board members, was, uh, uh, was the screen meant to be 3D on the bridge? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Because at certain angles, you'd see that there'd be a side angle, and you'd see Picard on one side and the person on the screen on the other, and you'd see a side shot of that person. Right. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do. And like they also show like uh like simulations on the screen and stuff like that. Exactly, right. So my big question was, was it meant to be three D? And I asked Rick Sternbach, I asked um uh Michael Kuda and uh Andrew Probert who originally created the Enterprise, um Shep and Bridge, and they all kinda said that Roddenberry's vision was that he wanted it 3D. He intended for it to be 3D. And that said, the technology probably isn't there yet to make it 3D. 
that wouldn't be either distracting or, uh, you know, but again, if in two years or three years or however long, five years, however long it takes for us to get to that next big step where it's a permanent museum, how can the technology not have progressed by then? So it would have right. to be glasses-less, because people wearing glasses on the bridge is pretty idiotic. Right. Um, except for Jordy. <laughs> but, I mean, um, you know, it, it, it's um, that's something we're talking about. I just heard from Andrew Probert today, and he said that when uh, it, it had always intended to be 3D, and when he finally saw it, in 2D, he was appalled. Uh, of course, you know, Andrew's pretty uh, opinionated anyway. Uh, but still, he's right and everybody agrees with that. And Michael Okuda's only reservation was that it would be distracting. It would probably be, uh, lack of better words, tacky for it to be, you know, it would be a gimmick as opposed to actually working with people, but anyway, with these kinds of things, we're we're really doing it with a lot of heart and a lot of integrity and a lot of thought, as opposed to yeah, we're just gonna do it. You know, that's stupid. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, that's yeah. We we're very lucky, and Ronald D. Moore has been helpful, and Noreen Shankar, who wrote on the show and now produces everything from Grimm to CSI, and um. And all the cast, you know, I mean, uh, Denise Crosby uh, was lovely, and Brent Spiner, and John Delancey, and uh, gosh, Kate McFadden, all of them, you know, they've, except for Patrick Stewart, I still have not met Sir Patrick Stewart, uh, but uh, that will be rectified he in, in this month. in France or London, doesn't he, or? He was in London, yeah. London. And he's going to be at a con I'm going to in at in Houston, the end of this month, uh, Comic Palooza. Comic Palooza. So. Hopefully, cool I'll get to meet him, and I'll say, "Hey, dude, <laughs> you heard about <laughs> us?" <laughs> right. And that was his. That was his. Uh, that was his too, you know, So. Oh yeah, man. No, Bill Shatner supported us. You know. Oh wow. Bill Shatner has supported us before Patrick Stewart. I mean, what's the logic Shatton in that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So anyway, that's funny. Oh, and, and Michelle Nichols too. I was so blown away. I met her, and she'd already heard about us, which really wow. just wore my heart, you know? Yeah. Have you had any of the other, like, uh, any actors from the other Star Treks, like Voyager or Deep Space Nine or Enterprise and that stuff? Not like, JJ's. I haven't heard from anyone at JJ's. I did hear, I heard from Seth MacFarlane today. Oh, wow. uh, Today, yeah. Huh. Uh, oh. That's kind of weird, because um, he's a big... <laughs> Big, huge Trekkie, but um, right. I heard from, well, from Voyager, uh, Tim Russ has been great. Um, uh, Kim, what's the name played Kim? He's a good guy. Uh, Garrett um, Wang. Garrett yeah. Wang, yeah. yeah. I heard from him. He's been awesome. Uh, yeah. Rene Orbergenois, um, uh, Armin Shimmerman from Voyager, yeah. uh, from DS9. Right. And... I, that's I think it. Uh, I tr I tried a few of the others, but I, you know, until I'm face to face with people, until I can actually meet them, and right. tell them about, you know, they they don't know who I am. I mean, I I don't blame them for just saying, oh yeah, okay. But, you know, if, right. if I can sit down with them and show them what we've done 
and show them where we're at and who's already with us and you know that's that's really the only way I think. Right, right. That's the best way. I agree. And uh, in in the ship, like you said, you're going to have a lot of external stuff. Would you incorporate other sci-fi shows if you're going to build a museum or just Star Trek? Or? That's what we're trying to do. We we would love for the ultimately our you know final museum to be right. our permanent museum to be everything to be like right. a sci-fi hub in Hollywood. That's wow. what we're trying to do. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to work. We're giving it our darndest shot, uh, but there needs to be something. There is, other than the Seattle uh, Museum. Seattle, yeah, Seattle. Yeah, EMP, I think, or EM, something like that. EMS. E- EMS. Yeah, some of that. I think it's EMP, so but... EMP, that's right, that's it is EMP. Only, yeah. Music, yeah. yeah, that's the only yeah. sci-fi museum in the world, I think. That's the only one I know of, too, that I've ever heard of. That's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> sci-fi is. is the biggest money maker there is, period. Right. In I mean, film, look at your in... movies this, this summer. I mean, these, you got, like, was it Star Trek? Everything's, like, sci-fi. And Avengers. You know, everything is a superhero-based or a... It's all related to sci-fi. Right. Um and it's just, it's ridiculous for there not to be some sort of conglomerate decision that's made by all of the studios, that it would be right. a non-profit educational museum, not a theme park, not totally. something that's just going to screw over fans, but something that can help people and enrich people. And benefits people and can raise money for charity and educate people, like you said, with the NASA space camp, or it can do a lot of good, you know. And uh, they, I mean, it's totally can afford it. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And this yeah. could yeah. I, I don't think I'm delusional here. This could literally change the world as we see it and inspire people in so many different levels. Uh not just the scientific level because I'm not a scientist. I'm a writer for God's sake. I have, you know, I don't understand most of what the science uh the scientific minds have been to- telling me in writing. I say, "Uh okay," and I'm sitting there drooling, you know, because I I don't understand, but on the creative end, I'm I'm good, and so if I can pull that, if I can pull my best efforts together with the people who are these genius scientific minds, we can come up with something that will blow people away, and also have the money aspect of things with the studios that they don't see it as a threat to Disneyland or Universal, or they'd see it as okay, this will help us because it will promote our stuff. And it will also uh, show, because the green side of things, the uh, the recyclable energy side of things, that's the only way that I would even consider a museum, of, a permanent museum, because uh, right. uh, to, to use it like what Disney wanted to do with Epcot originally. I don't know if you ever saw oh, the video. Yeah, yeah I saw it's, the like the old Disney videos from back in the day. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. Disney wanted Epcot to be a prototype city with, uh, to cure the uh, not just the energy problem, but also uh, the transportation clustering of vehicles, right. and to he wanted you know, and what did Disney do after he died? Farming, all that. Oh yeah, oh, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And now there's a little bit that's a little bit like that, but it's not what he intended. Uh, yeah. And I'm not arrogant enough to think that I can do what Disney did, but I can. Uh, 
guide us in the right direction. Right. Right. Totally. For the right reasons. And but no, I want this to be the permanent sci-fi hub and also enrich people and to just change the face of what museums are known as. You know, you tell right. a kid about a museum. Oh God, really? I got okay, <laughs> mom. I'll go to you know. And what about a museum that's like a theme park that kids would just oh, can I go to the museum? You know. <laughs> You know, right, be and, uh, right. please, mom. You know, this kind of thing. Uh, so that's why not? Why? Why the heck not? You know. So anyway, that's right. that's my ultimate goal. And I, with all the publicity and the heavyweights and all that stuff, it might happen. And you know, hopefully it will. Right. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Houston. And, and uh, we're running short if, um, on time here. Does, uh, do you have any websites that you could uh, list for people to look learn more about your project or any Twitter or Facebook you give out? Definitely. Uh, the main hub is newstarship.com, N-E-W-starship.com, okay. or go to Facebook, and it's Enterprise Restoration. Okay. And on Twitter, it's The New Starship, T-H-E-N-E-W Starship. Uh, but newstarship.com will take you everywhere. That will, you know, and there's a video there with Ronald D. Moore and, uh, gosh, uh, a whole bunch of people. Um, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate, you know, and this is by fans for fans in the most pure sense. Right. It's a fantastic project. I agree with you on that, man. And I uh, really I really thank you for being on the show today, man, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with your uh, project and everything you're doing. Thank you very much, and uh, yeah, it'll, uh, hopefully next time we talk, you know, there'll be a lot more happening, and that you can actually step aboard the bridge of the Enterprise. Totally, for sure, man. You take care, buddy. Thanks, you too. Bye bye.